0: Welcome to Saving Grace Church, located in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Our mission at Saving Grace Church is to love God, love others, and reach the world for Christ. We hope that this message brings you closer to God and helps strengthen your walk with Christ. About you guys, but. Uh... A lot of it, like, we're kind of in the middle of winter now, right? And some of you are probably thinking, or maybe not thinking about camping right at the moment. But, but at the same time, you know, this warm weather starts to make you think about summer a little bit and, and thinking about camping. You guys know I love the outdoors, and so I have to get my camping or, or outdoors analogy in here. Um, so, you know, when I was younger, I really enjoyed primitive camping, Okay, so those of you that know camping, primitive means that you, it's basically maybe a tent, uh, maybe not a tent or whatever, but basically just campfire food and the clothes on your back for uh, for that. Um, so I always loved that uh, and we were uh, after a while, my wife and I were introduced to a a pop-up camper um, and so when we when we were introduced to that, we could. We could store our camping gear in the, the thing so you didn't have to pack it every time you went out. Um, it actually had beds. It was a little bit more comfortable. You had a, a sink and, and that sort of stuff in there too. Um, now, I know some of you out there probably have even stepped it up even further. You have like a fifth wheel or a motor home out there. Um, you know, those get even, get, get even nicer. It's kind of funny because a camper, a person that camps no longer needs to contend with just a sleeping bag and you know, cooking over a fire or hauling water from an actual stream. Now we can park a fully equipped home on a cement slab in the midst of a few pine, tree, pine trees and hook up to a water line, a sewer line and electricity. You know, some uh, motorhomes even have a satellite dish on them, don't they? They have it attached on top. Now it is possible, or now it is possible to go camping without ever having to really even go outside. Many people buy a camper with the hope of seeing new places, of getting out into the world. And, that, and yet they sometimes deck it out with the same furnishings as we have in our living room. N- thus, nothing really changes. We may drive to new places, set ourselves in new surroundings, but the newness sen- can sometimes go unnoticed, for we've only carried along our old setting with us. So sometimes the adventure is lost. This can happen in our faith as well, okay? We are comfortable sometimes in our surroundings, sometimes the old way, ways of doing things. And we don't always look for the new experiences that Jesus has for each and every one of us. The adventure of a new life in Christ begins when we enter new surroundings and the comfortable patterns of the old life are left behind. So let's, let's get in today's passage. Uh, today's passage is, again, from Isaiah 43, verses 18 to 21. And it says this, it says this. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. So we find in these words of Isaiah words that have both meaning to the Israelites back then, who were at this time basically in captivity throughout Babylon, and also for each and every one of us today. Okay, When he says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old, he's talking about the Israelites' history, their delivery out of Egypt, and all their deliverances of their, in their past. God had done incredible miracles throughout Israel's history. But as magnificent and as miraculous as those deliverances were, he is now doing something greater that makes even the deliverance from Egypt pale in comparison. How many of you have ever used the phrase, those were the good old days? (laughs) Have any of you out there used that phrase? Or maybe, I remember the days when so, so, and so, right? You know, some of you may be able to relate to the Israelites by living or trying to kind of relive the past. If you could live one time period in your life, though, would you do it? I'm guessing probably not. as good as some of of those times maybe were that we lived, we also know that there's more in store for us and more in life to experience. God has new things for us to learn and accomplish. You know, sometimes we don't always understand God's ways or why he's allowing certain circumstances in our life. We question God's wisdom and what he's doing. And, and actually the Israelites even did this. If you remember when the Israelites had the Red Sea in front of them and the Pharaoh, or Pharaoh was coming with his armies behind them, right? They said, um, they said this. They cried out to Moses in Exodus fourteen eleven and said, is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. They were looking at these circumstances that they were in. They had no idea that God was about to open up the Red Sea for them so that they could finally be free from the slavery and the bondage that they were in. Over time, I think most of us have come to realize that God's ways are mysterious we can't always comprehend what he's trying to accomplish, especially when we're experiencing difficulties. But Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says this, "'For my thoughts are not your thoughts, "'neither are your ways my ways,' declares the Lord. "'For as the heavens are higher than the earth, "'so are my ways higher than your ways, "'and my thoughts than your thoughts.'" even though we can't always understand what God is doing, especially for those of us who have put our trust in Jesus, do you usually have a sense, though, that God is still working? That God is still actively involved somehow in whatever is going on? That God is working somehow or maybe even purposely silent in the midst of all of it. There have been many times in my life where despite my current circumstances, whatever was going on, I still had a peace in knowing that God is still in control, regardless of what I was seeing around me at the time. Notice the words in these verses. It says, I am doing a new thing. It's in the present, right? Those verses are in the present. Right now, God is working. In the midst of your current circumstances, God is working. God even asks us in the next verse, he says this, do you perceive it? Do you see it? Or maybe I should ask the question, are you even looking for it? think a lot of times we tend to overlook the subtle and sometimes gentle ways that the Lord is molding us and making us into the people he wants us to be. God wants to do new things in your life. Will you let him? Verse 19 says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I will give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people. Excuse me. God was doing a new thing. And eventually, he would bring the Israelites back from their captivity in Babylon, just as he did it for them in Egypt. But he was also preparing a way for all of us to make it into the promised land. Just like God made a way for the Israelites to escape their bondage, God was making a way for all of humanity to escape sin through his son, Jesus Jesus is the way that verse 19 is talking about. He provided a path for people to escape the wilderness of sin and death in this life and gives us eternal life by giving us water where there's dryness in spirit. Is this where you find yourself this morning? Do you feel as though you have dryness in your life? Do you desire a way to escape the sin in your life? Or are you longing for refreshment in your soul? Proverbs 3 5 through 8 gives us the answer to this, gives us the answers that we need. It says this Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Isn't that what Rodney and Mark talked about at the mic this morning? We won't always understand the places that God allows us to walk through but we can trust he prepares a way for us that will bring us to the promised land. All we have to do is put our faith in him. Trust him with all of your heart. If we acknowledge and fear him and look to his holy word for guiding us, it will bring healing and refreshment to us in times of drought. Psalm 119, 105 is a common, uh, one of my favorite verses. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. He shows us the way to this living water through his word. And it's only a water that he offers. His word lights the path for us to help us find our way to where he wants us to be. Isaiah 43 verse 20 says, or reminds us that he gives water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. I love this. This isn't just a water bottle, all right? This is rivers. This is something we could go swimming in. Now keep in mind that life may not become easier for you necessarily. But I do believe that, again, it will bring peace and joy into your life and will likely overflow. This water that you drink will overflow into praise and adoration to God. It's a lot about some of the songs that we sang earlier, praising God for what he has done in our lives. We find in verse 21 that this is part of why we were created. Verse 21 says, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. Our lives are a witness for Jesus. The testimonies of how God has cared for us Despite our circumstances, how he has led us to come to know him and how he continues to use our lives to serve and bring joy, bring joy to others declares his praise. It brings glory to him. This is part of our purpose. This purpose that was talked about earlier The Apostle Paul, if we look at him, he actually requested prayer from the Colossians for this very purpose. Now, be reminded, he was in jail at this time. says, continue hes talking to the Colossians—he says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us— that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison. He was in prison, but he was still asking God to do something new in his life and open doors that that he might share the gospel with others around him. Our lives are a witness. God has created us for a purpose. So as we close today, I want to challenge you to consider praying that God would do a new thing in your life. Consider what the Lord may be calling you and how he may be calling you to service and ways that you can bring praise to God in the coming year. The commentator James Stark describes some of the ways that the people of God praise him in their lives. And he says this, they praise him with their hearts. They praise him with their lips. By formal acts of devotion, By the celebration of his ordinances, by the public confession of his name, by commending his service to others, by ordering their speech in his fear, and to the use of edifying. And they praise him with their lives, by avoiding what he forbids, by doing what he requires, by submitting. To what He inflicts and thus do homage to his authority, wisdom and love. The amazing thing about wanting to follow Jesus and trying to bring him praise is that he doesn't expect us to do this all on our own. He gives us this Holy Spirit. He helps us with it. We have to remember that just because uh, God doesn't miraculously lead us by a, a a pillar of clouds by day and a pillar of fire by night, like he did for the Israelites, doesn't mean that he's not giving you direction for your life. God's power has not diminished. It's still the same as it was back then. It is the same power that leads and guides us through our own wilderness. We now even have a helper again, like I said, in the Holy Spirit that helps us and guides us and teaches us. I'm gonna invite Aiden to come back up as as we finish up here. But do you believe that God wants to do a new thing in your life? Do you believe it? Whether you're five years old, whether you're 25, whether you're 55, or even 85, God can do something new. He can mold and change us in a way that brings him glory. Will you let him do that this coming year? Will you let him do that today? New Year's is often a time where we tend to, evaluate the previous year and often look to change something in the coming year so we can think about maybe how we're going to do things better, right? May I give you a a really, really, really simple suggestion. Follow Jesus. Just follow Jesus. Follow him by reading his word and praying. Seek his will for your life. And trust in him with all of your heart to lead and guide you. As we look to this coming year, let's try to open the eyes of our hearts and perceive and see this new thing that the Lord is doing and let it bring him praise. So would you join us as we—I'm uh, going to close us in prayer. And would you join us as we continue to sing praise— to the one who who provided this new way for each and every one of us. So Lord, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you that it leads and guides us. Father, we thank you that your power has not diminished. It is the same power that led the Israelites out of Egypt that will guide and lead us in our lives. And so Father, I ask you this morning that as as we think about this coming year, you would help us to trust in you, that you would do a new thing in our lives, in our hearts, that we might declare your praise, that we may bring glory to your name, and that may, many people may find this way into your kingdom. So, Lord, I pray for this church, I pray for the coming year, I pray for all that you can and will do in the lives of each and every one of us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit and we just ask you, Lord, to show us the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.